How's it going, everybody? This is Andy McCullough from The Athletic here with Pedro Mora. Also from The Athletic, you are listening to The Scribes of Summer, a show about the Los Angeles Dodgers. Pedro, how's it going, man? What is up, Andy? It's going fine over here. How are you? How's your world? I'm fine. How's the air quality for you? It got a little better on Wednesday evening, which was great. A welcome treat. It's not clear Thursday as we record this. Not so good, but... um... It appears to be on the upswing, which is reason for uh, Good. positivity. Man, I would love I would love an upswing in any in any facet of life, really. Hey, come on. Their playoffs are coming, you know. There's reason for excitement out there. We're going to talk through some fun things. The playoffs are going to be weird for sure. Absolutely no doubt about it. But you're going to find some things to chuckle. You watched Fernando Tatis play baseball the last few days. He's fun. He's absolutely the number one most exciting player in the game. As we have said more or less every episode of this show about the Los Angeles Dodgers, we very much enjoy watching the San Diego Padres play baseball. Yeah, I agree with that. Let's be positive about the Padres. Sure, man. Let's let's be positive about everything. The Dodgers took two or three from the Padres this week. Uh, it was kind of billed as a big series, and then both teams decided to throw bullpen games on Wednesday, which kind of lets you know how, how the uh, expanded playoffs might affect baseball moving forward. Like, what were they doing on Wednesday? What, what, what was up with that, with the Dodgers specifically? Like, why, why isn't Dustin May starting? I view the... Uh opener thing for teams that still use a uh, a starter is kind of just like getting very cute and I don't necessarily I see the point but I also don't necessarily see a negative so it's just kind of like if they want to do that I'll just let them be and not make a big deal out of it and I don't I just don't really care I don't think it really matters it's kind of like the difference between when I first started really paying attention to baseball I thought lineup construction was a massive deal you know, the difference between hitting someone second or third would be, you know, the difference in being a 100-game winner as a team and a 90-game winner. And you realize that, like, if you look at the data and you read what, what experts have to say about this, you realize it's it's pretty minuscule, the difference this makes. And, like, if it's a young pitcher who's totally willing to come out of the pen in the third inning and he has plenty of time to warm up, I don't know. I don't really mind it. It doesn't seem like the players themselves mind it. So whatever. I mean, the benefit that you can derive from it, I'm not sure that's that significant. So the Dodgers in that game Wednesday, they used uh, Bruce Dargratterall right-hander for the first five batters, left-hander Adam Kolarik for the next five. And by doing so, they got you know the platoon advantage in six of the first 10 plate appearances of the game. And then they brought in Dustin May, a right-handed pitcher. So I think a big part of it was maybe to get Grisham with a lefty the second time through. Um, they got like Machado and Tatis had righties face them every time. So, it, yeah, I mean, it seems nice, I guess. Uh, like, but whatever. I mean, if your pitch is good <laughs> enough, like, just get him out, like, with, with the starter. Like, uh, but whatever. I mean, as far as the Padres, I think they might have had to do that because Chris Paddock wasn't quite ready after a foot injury and Garrett Richards was pitching on two days to rest as a starter. So I, I think it was maybe their hand was forced. But, yeah, I mean, as we said this the last time we did this podcast, like, it does not really make a difference whatsoever if they if the teams are the first or the fourth seed. Dave Roberts said that out loud, which I I was actually somewhat surprised. Obviously, it's something like we all know. I just thought it was interesting that he would just say the division doesn't really matter, if only because they've just won it seven years in a row, and you want to, you know what I mean? But like, it, he's right. I was a little surprised at that. So one thing I think about Dave is that like. Probably fans, a lot of fans listen to this understand that managers, you know, their job is to be positive about their team at all times, right? They will never essentially demean a player publicly, all that, right? That's the job is the continuous, unrelenting positivity. But Dave, I think on occasion, if it's not going to impugn one of his players, he will be honest. He's fairly honest. He's more honest than most on the scale of manager 
on that. I would certainly so agree with that. This is yeah. his critique is just of the sport, you know, and the Dodgers are very upset at Major League Baseball, or at least upset at Major League Baseball about how they've handled this um, this postseason thing with with announcing it on, on Tuesday, two weeks before it begins, with the quarantines that they're going to impose on on players' families, and it doesn't seem like um, like Dave Roberts is going to be able to bring his wife to um, to Texas if the Dodgers advance past the first round, and they could be there for 25 days in Arlington, and his wife could be stuck at home in San Diego. And he said, if that happens, he will be quote very disgruntled. They've made clear that they, you know, including in that Ken Rosenthal story we referenced, like they've made clear that they're not happy about how the sport has handled it. And they're not happy about how they have, have taken away the, the normal advantage that, that being the number one seed confers on a team. But I think they're underselling the advantage <laughs> conveniently that uh, that the no off days will have in the in the in the in the later three rounds for them, which is uh, I think a significant advantage for something that just popped up <laughs> two weeks before the uh, season ends. It's like the carrot and the stick, right? Like the Dodgers are being penalized for, you know, being awesome, but then they're being rewarded for being awesome in a way by like creating this format that actually, you know, basically suggests that like the 2019 Nationals could never win in this form. Not never win, but you know what I mean? Like like a team who's constructed like that. Their odds would have been reduced by cutting third, at least. It's very interesting to me. I was not expecting that. Dodgers say they weren't either. And if you think about it logically, right, it's like this, it's the only way to do it considering that you know, they need to get all these games in, they have the extra round, and they need to have some sort of buffer if they postpone stuff. They can't spread it out and then just be like, oh, we lost all the off days. Like, if you do it this way, you can at the very least, you know, do a, do a postponement here and there if they need to do it, which is, um, you know, like, I don't, I, that doesn't, it's not an inevitability, but it feels like a relatively likely outcome, right? That there's going to be a postponement of one of these postseason games. Yeah, the 16 teams are playing, yeah, and eight teams are playing after the first round, yeah, yes. Yeah, especially after there, there's the, you know, it, it seems less likely when they go into the four. Uh, they're not really bubbles, they're, I guess what they would technically be called, what they're staying in, is golf courses, so... <laughs> Like, they're all staying at these resorts on golf courses, basically. I believe MLB is going to have all four of the those hotels, like, rented out completely. So that is actually a bubble. It becomes less of a bubble if you let fans into the stands. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, th- I guess how would you th- – it's interesting you brought that up. Like, how would you describe the Dodgers' level of disgruntlement with – MLB right now because there's been a couple of things you know that that you just hit on that um, yeah I I thought were interesting so on Tuesday when when the bubble was announced the players and the manager sort of expressed like initial frustration and anger but and then and then uh, reserve the right to be more angry later once they parsed everything <laughs> because it wasn't clear what exactly I'd like was to make clear on. I am upset and it's also possible I'm going to get more upset. Yes. And so, I mean, as Ian Happ from the Cubs said, uh, the following day, you have to request permission to go on a walk outside the uh, outside your room. And I think that players like th- those sort of minute details players did not had, had not yet been informed of. Like Justin Turner said he'd only been given an outline when he spoke to reporters on Tuesday afternoon. So I, I don't know the specifics of like how where their anger is like one to ten. But I think like from the organization's perspective, this off day thing is probably going to give them a... Uh, sizable advantage so really their disadvantage in the first round in the wild card series and their advantage in in second second through fourth we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors hi this is the athletics joe posnanski for liquid iv believe it or not dehydration occurs daily in three out of four people with liquid iv you have the fastest most efficient way to stay hydrated each serving helps you as much 
hydration as two to three bottles of water. And in this case, I can tell you that I love Liquid IV. I use it. Uh, it is, uh, first of all, it tastes pretty good. And uh, when I go out, I play uh, some tennis, trying to stay in shape. And it has been uh, fantastic for me as far as staying hydrated. Uh, I have felt uh, better rested uh, after uh, after matches. I've I feel uh, I feel a lot better. It's I, it really works. It's really good. One serving. Let me give you the uh, the info here. One serving of Liquid IV provides the same hydration as two or three bottles of water alone, as I mentioned before. Contains five essential vitamins, more vitamin C than an orange, and as much potassium as a banana. Okay. Healthier than sugary sports drinks, no artificial flavors or preservatives. Liquid IV is available nationwide at Costco and Target, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code word athletic at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you use the promo code athletic at liquidiv.com. Get better hydration today at liquidiv.com, promo code athletic. Finding clothes that fit you just right can be incredibly challenging, especially for somebody like me who has uh, a body type I would call um, dumpy. It's tough to find anything that fits right. You know, I'm not really a large. I'm not really an extra large. I'm not really a double extra large. I'm not really anything. So it's obviously, it's fantastic. You go to Indochino. They have you uh, go through this entire fitting process where you give them basically every single bit of information that you have about yourself, uh, you have every measurement you have, uh, who your favorite beetle is, uh, you know, what, what, uh, you believe about the infield fly rule. And, uh, and then you come out and, and they're, they're going to send you, uh, clothes that are, uh, that fit you really better than anything you could possibly get in the store. It's, it's fantastic. Uh, with Indochino, you get custom fitted suits, coats, casual wear, uh, at surprisingly affordable prices. Customize everything from the fabric and lining to the lapel shape and uh, monogram if you're a monogram kind of person. Uh, if you're getting married, Indochino is a no-brainer for you and your groomsmen. Forget about the off-the-rack suits that don't fit different body types. Indochino gives everyone a tailored fit. Visit one of the Indochino showrooms across North America or book a virtual appointment and shop online at Indochino.com. And right now, you'll get $30 off any purchase of $3.99 or more when you enter the code JOE at checkout. Look at that, JOE. It's for me. JOE at checkout. That's super easy to remember. You go to Indochino.com, and the promo code is JOE. It's frustrating that they have to win that, you know, basically three game, three coin flips, essentially. But then they become like if they make it through that first round, they and they're healthy. They, they kind of become not a ma like as massive a favorite as you can be in an eight team tournament. It seems like they'd be pretty big favorites just because they're so well set up for this. And I'm trying to want like who which of their opponents would even be could even sort of like offer the same sort of depth like the Rays. Uh, yeah, the Rays. Well, I mean, the Padres are going to play them in the second round, you know, likely. And that's it. Yeah, the Dodgers are better. The Dodgers are better, but the Padres are, you know, they, I mean, I would not be surprised if they won that. The, the Padres have a good club and they have pitching talent. You know, the fifth and sixth innings, they will be throwing good arms. That's where I expect the Dodgers to win the playoffs is in the fifth to seventh innings of games. 
Um, I think like if you look at how they in six weeks, if we look at how they scored other how they outscored other teams during that time, it will be massive. It'll be the best in the sport. That's where they're going to thrive. You know, I, I don't know that their starters are that dominant. I don't know that their relievers are that dominant. Dominant. You know, Walker Buehler still hasn't really done. He he's had one great start this season, and they're going to count on him to start game two of the playoffs. So. Outside of Mookie Betts and, and Corey Seager, their stars are not hitting all that well on offense. But they still, you know, even Cody Bellinger, even Max Muncy, even guys who they've been, you know, not pleased with their production. I mean, you know, what's Bellinger, what's Muncy's OPS plus? You want to guess? Uh, it's, I'm looking at it right now. It's 99, which is, yeah. Yeah, it's fine. okay. It's not that bad. No, and it's, based on, I'll based take on who it, he is, yeah, you, you, you don't feel terrible about it. Yeah. No, and I'll take it being better in, in 10 days, and I'll take that he's above average hitter in the uh, – in the playoffs. I mean, it would be better if Cody Bellinger could be a, uh, could raise it. Wow. He is, geez, those numbers are going down. <laughs> he's having a, he's not having a good year. Oh. He's not having a good season. It's no. just, yeah. Yeah. The bats don't look great. When you have Mookie Betts and you're going to hopefully have a Justin Turner, a healthy Justin Turner, you're getting, you know, good production from AJ Pollock and Chris Taylor. You know, maybe Will Smith can keep doing this in the postseason. We'll see. Uh, and then you have kind of like honestly a bit of a wild card in Corey Seager because when Seager is locked in and he's you know not getting tormented by spin, he's one of the best hitters in baseball. Um, but he's also you know kind of historically not performed particularly well in the postseason when he's been scouted well. Now a lot of that is uh, you know sample size. He wasn't particularly healthy last year, et cetera, et cetera. But you know if like Seager's locked in and Betts and Turner are who they're supposed to be, and you're getting you know Pollock Taylor. I mean if your worst hitter is like jock peterson or kiki hernandez so you're in a good spot there may not be room i mean for for one of those guys against some righties too it's it yeah i'm just i'm like i'm just i'm not constructing an actual lineup but yeah yeah like they're 15 through 25 they're 28 on their roster are better than other teams it just so happened that because of the these conditions this season baseball had to construct a postseason that that provides them a, a significant surplus advantage it's it's a it's a remarkable feat of you know this did not just happen randomly, right? This is a, this is a team that has been built to win <laughs> right. year after year. Right. Um, depth is their strength. I mean, that, that's been their strength. That was their strength before they knew what COVID was. That's their strength. But it just so happens that the, the postseason is actually going to reward it much more than the regular season did. Let me ask you a hypothetical. And there's no way of knowing this, I guess. Say Major League Baseball, right? Say the commissioner gets his wish and the owners get their wish and they hammer in even... Uh, let's you know. Let's go with the the non nuclear option and say a fourteen team postseason, uh, where there still is some benefit to being a number one seed. Do you see the Dodgers like cutting payroll? Yeah, it's it's probable. It might depend on the how, what the Padres do though. It might depend year to year on what they project their opponent, their their rivals in the National League West to do. In a year like two thousand nineteen, where there was no where no team in there had any like any right to, <laughs> to really hope. dream about yeah. winning the division they i think would have would have yes cut payroll if, if possible well, obviously it's not so easy to just cut payroll for one year you know and that, that sort of stuff but um yeah i can see that I, I i think already the team is built in a way that they don't necessarily go all in uh, his <laughs> they they go like 80 percent in oh i'm just i'm just thinking about him quibbling with that and i just <laughs> It cracks me up because, as yes, that is the that is the constant refrain, and it drives him crazy because he fundamentally thinks the concept of going all in is idiotic. Basically, I have respect for the the degree of all in that they have gone, which is quite a, you know quite a bit. They put right. they put they put more chips in than fans want to give them credit for when right, they're frustrated. Right, 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 right. 
But yes, like if I was running the ball club, like in 2019, would I have traded for another player at the deadline? Yeah, I think I think so. You know, but also would I would I have done a number of the things that they've done successfully? Obviously not. So I think that their strategy is proven to work, and so. I think we could see them tone it down a, a tad, maybe not, maybe not a ton. Also, they're not their payroll is is very much under control, right? This is not. It's a great point. Yeah, if they need to have their payroll outside of the top seven in two years, they can they, that can be arranged. Like that's not going to be a problem. I guess the the point I'm making is is the point of the thing I was kind of driving at is like I just think it's I I know I, it's not a it's not a it's not a unique point it's not a, an original one but I just really do think it's bad if you punish super teams. I think that that is what teams should be striving for. That is what we we think about when we talk about baseball history. It's teams that you know like tried to build dynasties. You know, it's the it's the big red machine. It's the Yankees in the '90s. You know, it's Oakland in the in the late '80s. I mean, it's you know what I mean. Like it's this idea that you know you don't just try and win one year, but that you you know you have this sort of perpetual motion machine. And the Dodgers have that, and they're playing in a system that is going to start not actively penalizing it i think that's too harsh but certainly like disincentivizing it like you're gonna everyone is going to be it's not going to be a race to the bottom or the race to the top it's going to be a race to the middle you know it's going to be like the market's going to come to cleveland in a way and that's bad no one wants that who wants that Oh, I can tell you who wants it. I got. I can think of thirty gentlemen who yeah, want. Yeah, this that. is not. This is not a unique point that I'm about to make, but I think that it, it is particularly disheartening to see it played out. You know, consistently. I mean, we've seen it like it's, it happens every three weeks. This in 2020, I feel like that Rob Manfred comes out and says something that you know he frames as being you know for the good of the game, and it's purely for the good of the people who own the the teams that uh, play the game professionally at this in this country. So they just they just had it. Added to make money, right? And and so I think the playoffs will produce more money for them. The longer they play uh, playoff games, the more money they make. In order for the in order for the decision makers and stakeholders in this to understand your point about like what we remember years on to be the best super teams, they would have to be passionate about the sport, right? I I don't see much evidence that they are. I mean, I don't th- I don't think these guys are super fans. They're doing what business owners in this country do, and like that's just yeah. And they're going to keep doing that. And if they see an advantage to uh, to add more profit to their ledger, they're going to to do it. And um, you know, there there still will like if they do that next year, it's not like suddenly fans all of the fans are going to drop off, right? Over time, I, I think maybe they will. Perhaps they will. You could argue it's short sighted. Um, I don't know enough to know whether it will be. You know, I, I can't predict how many fans will watch like a regular season game in 2025 if there's a 16 team playoff versus a 10. I would think that like it invalidates the regular season. Like you would think that Dodgers fans at least would like be less inclined to watch a May 15th game next season if they know that they're going to make the playoffs with 100% certainty. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things like, you know, the AL Central race like should be fun. But, like, it's not because, well, actually, the Cleveland's completely fallen out of it. But you don't even, I am theoretically a national baseball writer, and you don't even notice the Cleveland's fallen out of it because it doesn't matter. They're still going to make the playoffs, you know? And it's like the Dodgers, who are the best team in baseball, their manager can come out and comfortably say with no blowback and no real criticism and none deserved, say, yeah, winning the division doesn't matter. That can't be good for the sport. (laughs) That just can't. You would think, Andy. (laughs) <laughs> you would think, but do we know anything? I don't know. I tell you what I know, Pedro. You want to know What's what that? I know? Dodgers got the Rockies. Four games with the Rockies this weekend. Yeah, the Rocks. The Rocks. Not the a Rocks good club over there. Not not good. 
They are still in the mix. They're two games out for the postseason. Still in the mix. Come on. Get out of here. They're two games out of the eight. They're not making the playoffs. You can guarantee that. Guarantee. Uh, what, what odds will you give me? Six to one. Uh, yeah, booked. Yeah, booked. Okay. Yeah, 20 bucks? No, that's a, that's a little high. What, 10 bucks? Okay, we're booked. Yeah, six to one. I'll let you buy out now for $45. That's a bad bet. Six to one. Okay. Whatever. They're a bad club, man. I, that's not. <laughs> okay. All right. They're really Whatever. bad. All right. Well, yeah, it doesn't help, actually, that they have to play four games against the Dodgers. Shoot. Andy, like, you're, they're not going to make the playoffs. <laughs> I'm really bad at gambling. I think it's just because I just want to have action, I guess. Like, I just want to, you know. Yeah. I'm so, so bad. I don't know. All right, man. This was fun. Pay me next week, yeah? Okay. We'll be in touch. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for listening. We will be back next week to wrap up uh, the Rocky series. And, uh, yeah, from when when we do our next episode, we'll be a week away from the postseason. So it should be fun. All right. Have a good day.